0: Thank you for tuning into Life Church Podcast. Wherever you are listening from, we hope and pray that God does a mighty work in your life. Enjoy the message. Thank you, kiddos, for uh, uh, helping us out this morning. And uh, I do believe, grandmas, grandma, uh, grandpas, moms, and dads, that part of our civic duty uh, is to uh, teach our kids to be patriotic, teach them that our country is not where it's at. Uh, by accident or happenstance, even in the middle of brokenness, even in the middle in the middle of uh, where we have issues that we are dealing with as a nation. I still believe that we have an incredible, Uh, incredible country that we can stand with, be proud of, uh, and believe God's blessing to still be upon. Amen. And uh, so thank you, kiddos. If you got your life notes, pull them out with you this morning. We're going to uh, dive into part number four of our message series entitled Kingdom Builders. And um, we really have desired during this message series, for you to look through two lenses, through two scopes. Number one is for you personally, and and how your life was meant to be a part of building the kingdom of God, and how every time, talent, and treasure, everything that He put inside of your hands, um, that we are to be good stewards of those things that He placed inside of us, to be good stewards of your time, to be good stewards of the talent, the gifts, the abilities, uh, the resources that He has blessed you with, but to also be good stewards of your treasure, of your finances, and so how. God wants to use your life uh, to be about uh, the Father's business. It's the words that Christ said there to Mary and Joseph, said that I'm going to be about my Father's business. And so that you and I will be about building his kingdom at home, at work, at school, wherever you find uh, yourself uh, spending your 24 hours of your day, of your seven days of the week. Um, and then uh, that's the first lens. The second lens is for us as a body of believers of how God uh, wants us, us uh, to build and be a part of building his kingdom uh, here locally and globally and even uh, around the world. And with us, that's why we have a great team of folks who are there uh, in Mexico uh, building houses uh, this week, and they've been sending social media pictures. I'd encourage you to go check out uh, some of the Facebook posts, and I'm um, doing a great work there uh, to advance his kingdom. And so here's what I want us to uh, kind of to bounce and put our arms around today. And it's an understanding of this, that God has a plan for your life. I said that slowly and on purpose uh, uh, with intentionality, because I believe every one of us in this room needs to know that God has a plan for our life. Can I get an Amen. Come on, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. That God's got a plan for your life. That God is a big God. He is the Alpha and the Omega. Nothing surprises him. He is in control. And I believe every moment of every day, of every situation, of every circumstance uh, he literally is working everything out for the good of those that love him even in the middle of situations and circumstances that, that uh, maybe we fall short or maybe uh, life steers in the wrong direction that we serve a God that's big enough that he can get everybody and everything back on course and still build his plan and so uh, I got in my hands I want to open it I got um, a set of plans uh, the, the architect gave me and I, I want you to see this this morning The first page of the plan is always the vision the vision. It's the big picture It's the one we get excited about. It's the one we get pumped up about and say this is what this is gonna look like And so as you're praying today, maybe you see the big picture for your life for your marriage for your kids, for that business you feel like God wants you to start, for uh, your future, maybe even in the church world as us, as a body of believers, it's really easy to see the big picture. You flip to page two and three, you say, why do you need so many pages in a set of plans? And it's because it literally, as you flip to the next page, it, it has a set of plans for the foundation. Things that's not as much fun to get excited about and to say, hey, let's get excited about digging a hole and uh, rebar and concrete and, and all of that. That's not near as much fun as getting to decorate and, and see the big picture. And so I want you today to realize that we serve a God who is working in our lives, in our heart, and the title of today's message is simply this, is Plans and Strategy, because A big house built without a foundation is going to crumble and fall. There's scripture that even supports a house built on the sinking sand. That I realize and understand that a big house built without electricity ran underground or the plumbing put in the right spot, that there has to be strategy attached to the vision in the plan. Are you with me today? So listen, you're going to have to uh, grab a hold and pick up everything I'm laying down this morning because I want you to see how God's got a big plan for our life. And he says, my people will perish without vision. You need to have a vision for your family, a vision for your kids. We need to have a vision as a church to say, hey, here's the big picture. Here's where we're headed to watch God's kingdom be built. We want to see lives and hearts changed and transformed. But at the end of the day, my friend, as you flip to that next page, God is working in the small details of bringing strategy and the small details of bringing order into the situation. And so that takes us all the way to point number one this morning. And I want you to see this. It's how we serve a God of order. But if you're filling in your notes this morning, we're going to jump in. And number one there in your notes simply is this, is that order always precedes blessings. Why are you going to talk about order? I thought you were talking about plans and strategy. Order always precedes blessings. We're going to read from Nehemiah here in a second. So if you can go ahead and flip your Bible to that, to that book, um, you can. But I want you to see how we serve a God of order. As God had the vision for creation the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 that the earth was out forming was chaos is actually the word that was used. The first thing that he did was he spoke order, let there be light. He, he's a God that brings things into order. He creates summer spring winter fall he creates the seasons in order and absence of one season will cause things to be out of place because you need the winter season to to kill the bugs to drive the roots of the plants deeper that every season there's a time and place for every season and so he creates the seasons in order he put 24 hours in the day as an order in the cycles of the the moon in the the cycles of the planets uh, rotating around that we serve a god who does everything Everything in order. Whenever Jesus uh, shows up and he is uh, going to pray for the, the, the demon-possessed man, the first thing he does is he tells him to be silent. He brings order into that man's body and that man's life that we serve a God of divine order order, and I want you to see this this morning. He's not a God who's chaotic, who changes his mind, who wakes up and says, oh, we ought to do this, but he is a God that flips the pages on the plans of your life and my life, and he strategically is making sure that every brick of every foundation of every uh, rebar, that everything in our life to build his plan and his purposes is strategically placed where it needs to be placed, even when you and I don't understand, and we have to pay attention to Proverbs 3, 5. It says, uh, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Are you with me this morning? So yes or no, God has a plan for your life. Yes. Yes, yes or no, God's got a plan to build his kingdom in North Alabama and around the world. Yes. yes. Your job and my job is to let his plan unfold and it unfolds through him coming and establishing order so the blessing of God may flow. Watch this before turning to Nehemiah. Let's go to Mark chapter number six, I believe, there uh, in your notes. Mark six, starting in verse number 38, reads like this It says, How many loaves do you have? He asks. So well, this is the feeding of the 5,000. Big vision. First page of the plans is we need to feed all these people, right? And so he asked, he said, go and see. And when they found out, they said five and two fish, five loaves and two fish. Bounce go verse number 39. And taking place, then Jesus directed them to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and he broke the loaves. He said, before we start distributing in these Because I know how you guys are y'all gonna go crazy and you're gonna act like it's Black Friday the day after Thanksgiving shopping and everybody's gonna be ripping TVs out of each other's hands right he said I want y'all to sit down and he divided them in groups of 50 and 100 he brought order and after he brought order he prayed and blessed the food and the blessing of God was released some of us are praying for God's blessing in our life but we're refusing to let him bring order in our life first and foremost O me or ouch or amen, any of the above. You can pick A, B, C, or D. See, we're praying for God's blessing in our finances, but we don't want him to bring order in our finances. I don't want to live life on a budget. I don't want to live life spending less than I make. I don't want to do things God's way. I don't want to be a good steward. I want God's blessing and I want God's miracle, but I don't want God's order. We're praying for God to bring order into our health. And God, I need you to heal my body of this and heal my body of that. And absolutely, I believe we serve a God that heals, but we don't want to bring our eating into order. We want to eat what we want and eat our little Debbie cakes and drink our Dr. Peppers and eat, uh, have our 18 Starbucks. Are, are you with me? today, ouch or amen. You can pick one or the other. It don't matter. But we don't want to bring order into our life. We want his blessing, but we don't want his order. We're saying, God, I want the big picture. I want the big vision. That's why when people are promoting and advertising, they'll say, do you want to look like this? You buy this ab roller or this elliptical machine. They don't tell you. It's more than just getting the big vision that there comes a price to be paid of getting some stuff in order in our life and our heart and trusting him. Look at Nehemiah as Nehemiah is going back to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls. Here's what happens as we serve a God who brings order and blessing. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 17 and verse number 20 is what we're going to look at. Verse 17, then I said to them, you see the trouble that we are in, Jerusalem lies in ruins. There is chaos and there is disorder amongst the, the walls of Jerusalem and in its gates have been burned with fire. Come let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. What is he doing? He just showed them page one of the blueprints. He just showed them the big walls. Hey, no longer, my friend, will the walls be in rubble. No longer be chaos. We're going to rebuild the walls. Sign me up. I'm excited about it. Verse number 20 uh, says this. I answer them by saying the God of heaven will give us success. We are his servants. We will start rebuilding. But as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem or claim in historic right to it. He's showing them the big picture, and he, then it comes on the back side of it, and that's why we're going to go into number two right here. He's saying, hey, we're, we, we're going to rebuild the wall. We're going to restore God's promises. We're going to restore God's purposes. We're going to believe for, him, for His plan for Jerusalem. Maybe today as you sit here, you're saying, God, I want you to restore my marriage. I want you to restore your promises in my life. I want you to restore my joy. I want you to restore my peace. I want you to restore this nation. I want your kingdom to be established. We've got to strategically allow him to bring order in our life first place of order that happens number two there in your notes is order in unity order in unity so one of the first places there's several places that god will bring order and i specifically pointed this one out because we watched nehemiah here in a second him bring order to the children of israel they were living in chaos they were living amongst the rubble and I believe even for you and I today, we could parallel in many factions of society where we see chaos around our world. We see chaos in our nation. We see division and disunity. See, unity does not mean that we necessarily agree, but it means that we are tied together, the United States, united, you and I, tied together, that we may look different, we may have different likes, we may have different passions, we may have different philosophies, we may have different political platforms, we may have different teams that we cheer for, we may like different foods, we may like different styles of music, but it's okay. You can still be united with somebody that you don't agree with. But I'm united in what? I'm united in building God's promises, And that's exactly what happened to Nehemiah and the Jews that were living there. Watch this as Nehemiah there in uh, uh, chapter number 3, verses 1 through 6. You can literally read the whole chapter of chapter 3, and it, it goes through different families. And we'll read just a portion here. Eli, the high priest, and his fellow servants went to work and rebuilt the sheep gate. They dedicated it and set the doors in its place, building as far as the Tower of the Hundred, which they dedicated as far as the Tower of Hanel. The men of Jericho built the adjoining section, and Zach and his son, all right, Zach from Saved by the Bell, that's who that is right there, all right, Zach and his son, Emmy, uh, all right, they built next to them. The fish gate was built by the sons of Hassaniah. Uh, they laid its beams and put its doors and its bolts in place. Uh, Mirmoth, son, if you're looking for a name to name your child, that was a great name, Mirmoth right? They would dominate on the ball field. Uh, Uriah, the son uh, of Hakaz repaired the next section. Say, Brad, why are you reading this? It's because I wanted you to see each family said, I'll be responsible for my part. I'll do what I'm supposed to do. Too many times we think somebody else and we build an entitlement mentality and I need somebody else to come to my house and to do what I'm supposed to be doing. See, when you walk in your house today, if you got dirty dishes in the sink, you got chaos, and everything's out of order, guess who's responsible? It ain't my responsibility to come to your house and get your house in order. It's your responsibility. You're responsible for you you're responsible for your family. You are responsible, mom and dad, for your sons and your daughters. Are you with me this morning? We want to say it's somebody else's fault. We want to say somebody else needs to do it. We want to say, I need somebody else to to come beside me. And the truth is that we can come along each other and we can be there to lift our brother and sister up, but it's not until men and women make a choice and decision to say, I'm going to take responsibility to bring order into my house, my section of the wall, my section of the kingdom, my section with my gifts, my talents, my abilities, am I going to bring that to the table? It's like a piece of the puzzle and you can have a big vision and everybody in here has got a, a different piece of that puzzle and until everybody brings their piece of the puzzle and they begin to snap it together, we will always live subpar below the vision that God wants to release inside of North Alabama and Harts Alabama and as long as we've got 20% of the people doing 80% of the work, we'll only have 20% of the vision being fulfilled. But whenever a body of believers make a choice in Decision to say, Lord, take my life, take my heart, use my time, my talent, my treasure to advance and to build your kingdom. My friend, the picture that God wants to paint begins to manifest. The blessing of God gets released in our life and inside of our heart because it's not on the shoulders of one man or one woman or one family, but it's on the shoulders of a body and a group of people who say, We will be united to walk with one common cause. Are you with me this morning? To build his kingdom that it's not about the sheets family. It's not about the Bryant's family. It's not about the wallet. We want to do, our, I want to do our part. I want to do my part and put those bricks in place. But I'm asking you today, are you doing your part in your personal life? It takes everybody film. It doesn't take just one mom. while everybody else in the family doesn't want to do their part. It takes the whole family being united saying, Hey, I'm going to build the dream, the vision. I'm gonna sacrifice and use my time, my talent and my treasure to bring order. Can you say that with me today? Say order. Order is important. And it's what God does when he shows up on the scene, he brings order. That's why he walked into the temple and he flipped over the tables because the temple was out of order. And he comes in and he starts establishing and bringing order. It's like a judge walking into a courtroom and everybody's talking and, blah, 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 and they're saying and they're doing, and the gavel bangs and they say, Order in the court. That everybody gets one focus, one attention, one declaration. Listen to one marching orders for one plan and one vision. Are you with me today? It's that declaration today to say, Hey, we need order in our family. Too much chaos. I need order in my marriage. Not just the front page picture of butterflies and goosebumps but it's flipping back and saying we've got to get some foundation we've got to get some rebar and some concrete being poured i'll tell a story for my men in the room today i after first service i went out and asked miss joyce i said hey uh anything i need to to work on on the first part of my, the message she said don't tell that story about your jeep because no women understand and i said good because my men do all right so here goes my story when I was 16, um, me and my dad, uh, he bought me a 1986 CJ7 with a straight-six, 258 in it, 38-inch tires on the side with an 8-inch body lift uh, suspension lift on it. It was a bad mama-jama. Come on, somebody. All right. So, all my men in here. All right. So we decided we're going to rebuild the motor. So we're going to, uh, we tear it apart and we're putting it all that together. It took us a couple of weeks working on it and, and, uh, rebuild all the motor. We're putting it all back together and then we get ready. And, uh, that last day and I put the distributor cap on it and I start just plugging it in. And my dad starts laughing. and He says, son, he said, it ain't going to work. I said, why? He said, because there's a firing order. So y'all hear all of me and her. <laughs> There's a firing order. And he let me plug it up the way I wanted to plug it up. And whenever I tried to crank it, it wouldn't crank because the firing order wasn't in the right realm. I had all the right pieces. I had all the right parts. I had everything looking good and looking nice, but everything, something was out of order. And I'm asking you today, maybe you feel like, Brad, I've got this and I've got that, and something's just not working in my life. Maybe you need to let God reorder, redistribute, take your distributor cap and let him readjust and get everything aligned the way it needs to be aligned. Align my thoughts. Align my actions, align my schedule, align my to-do list. God, align my focus, align the things in my life, bring them into order because whenever God's divine order is released in my life, his divine blessing is released in your life. Come on, somebody. Are you with me this morning? God, we were praying for your uh, vision to happen in our life, but Lord, are we truly letting you take number three there in our notes is order through strategy. Band, I want you to come up with me this morning. We get order through unity, and then we get order through strategy. What do you mean by strategy? Nehemiah and the children of Israel are building. The Bible says they're about halfway through building the wall. They're reestablishing God's promises. And as they reestablish his promise, it gets to Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 10 through 17 reads like this he says meanwhile the people of judah said the strength of the laborers are giving out leave the verse up there for a minute just tired tired of building brad i'm weary of i've been digging i've been putting rebar down i've been trying to establish a foundation. i'm just tired i'm just i'm just exhausted and i run into people I, i've been at that point in place in my life and i'm just tired And it's in the middle of those moments that you come back and you say, Lord, you got to give me your strategy. Because God's strategy doesn't always make sense. If you don't believe me, start reading your Bible. I'm blown away by how many people that equate God's will to comfort and convenience. But you don't find that in scripture near as many times as you think you do. Matter of fact, I find a lot of times when it's God's will that there's resistance and the enemy's attacking and there's adversaries and there's trials and tribulation. And whenever we realize and we say, God, bring order through strategy, it's like Joshua and the children of Israel, they're getting ready to cross over the Jordan and, and, and go into the promised land and Jericho's standing before them. If you or I were in the military, we said, How do you conquer a city? Well, you go up and you attack it, or you uh, make a Trojan horse and you get on the inside somehow, and this would be the way you and I would strategize. But all of a sudden, Joshua seeks the Lord, and God gives him a strategy that may not make sense to the human brain, but it makes sense to the strategy of heaven. March around the city seven times. There's a blind man. Jesus spits in the mud wipes mud on his eyes and says, go dip in the river. Well, that's a crazy strategy for healing. Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane. He said, if any way possible, let this cup pass from me. He actually prays the prayer. He says, Father, not my will be done, but your will be done. Because the strategy that, that, that came from heaven, that was downloaded from heaven, I don't know if this makes complete sense to die on the cross and to bleed for your sins and my sins, for the redemption of mankind. But it's not about my will. It's not about my desires. It's about yours. Not my will be done, but your will be done. To say, God, give me divine strategy how I can win the heart of my child God give me divine strategy on how I make my marriage strong God give me divine strategy on how we can see bread back in the house that men and women would find substance for their soul God give us divine strategy not the wisdom of man but the strategy that comes from heaven and Nehemiah as he Continues here. Here's what happens: says, "In the people of Judah, the laborers are giving out, and there's so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall." You look around, and you say, "I don't know if this is working." A lot of chaos still around us. I don't know if these prayers I'm praying are getting answered. My family's still all messed up. My life's still in rubbles and shambles. I don't. I don't know if this price I'm paying is. Work. Am I even doing the right strategy, me trying to be faithful and consistent? Am I, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Nehemiah says, our enemies said, before they knew it, they'll see us, and they'll be right among us, and they will kill them, and they will put an end to the work. The enemies were completely happy with the rubble and chaos around them. And here's what happened is that the enemies of the Jews see that they're growing tired and weary, and they said, it's time to attack. Do you know the moments in your life you're the most vulnerable? If you're taking notes, you can write down the word HALT, H-A-L-T. It's when you're hurting, you're angry, you're lonely, and you're tired. You make some of the dumbest decisions you've ever made in your life. When you're hungry, angry, angry lonely, or tired, you usually quit and back up when you're hurting, angry, lonely, or tired. The enemy is going to attack you when you're hurting, angry, lonely, or tired. And the enemy says, We're fixing to attack them. You continue to read, Nehemiah rallies the people. He says, We're going to continue building, but half of you are going to build, and the other half of you are going to stand guard with your sword and your shield. He realigned his strategy. I love this part because in the middle of the game, he changed strategy. Maybe in the middle of your game right now, God's saying, change your strategy. If you do it the way you've always done it, you're going to get what you've always gotten. Maybe today in the middle of your marriage, you need to change your strategy. Maybe in the middle of of, of your, your plowing, you need to change your strategy and say, God, help me to have a strategy from heaven. Help me to know what you're speaking. Help me to know what you're saying. Because I want to see your blessing come in my life. And he's going to bring order. Everything he speaks, he's going to speak about order in your life. Because when I bring my house in order, a house divided will not stand. A house in order can withstand every trial, tribulation, and win from the enemy. And you continue to read right there. You know what happened? It says it frustrated the enemy because he changed the strategy. So as we get close to closing this morning, I've got a question for you. Does God have a plan for your life? Yes. Does God have a plan for your family, for your marriage? Yes. Does God have a plan for your children? Yes. Does God have a plan for the United States of America? I believe absolutely yes. Does God have a plan for Life Church and Hartzell Life Church Coleman? The answer is absolutely yes. The question lies will we allow, will we see the big vision? And will we allow God to build? even whenever we don't get it we don't understand God to bring order to build us individually and build us corporately with divine order divine strategy divine unity in our life and our heart every head about every eye closed right now here's what I'm going to ask you in this place I'm going to ask you say Holy Spirit how does this message apply to me Lord, is there any areas of my life that I need order? Is there some areas of your life you feel like are in chaos? Some areas of your life you feel like are in confusion? You need a new strategy. You need to hear from heaven and not what Oprah says, Dr. Phil says, or Google says, but what the Word of God says, what the breath of heaven, the Love of Jesus Christ says in your heart today that you need divine order, divine strategy. And the good news today is this, is he does not leave us as orphans. But as you go through and you read, Nehemiah, you read about Joshua, you read about David and divine strategy. You read about Moses and divine strategy. You read about Peter and divine strategy. Every single moment when they stepped out to walk in the divine strategy God called them in. The spirit of the living God empowered them right there in the middle of that moment. And here's what I'm going to ask you to do is ever what the Holy Spirit speaks to your life ever what the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart this morning that we simply surrender to him and say Lord I need your power to build. Lord maybe it's one brick at a time. Maybe it's one block at a time. Maybe it's bringing order to my family bringing order to my finances, bringing order to my marriage, bringing order to my thought life, bringing order to my schedule, bringing order, Lord, to my life. God, I pray today, Father, that you would let us have spirit-empowered order inside of our heart, Father, and we release that. I thank you, God, that you are raising up kingdom builders, men and women, God, who will use their time, talent, and treasure to advance the kingdom of God. And that's what we ask you for this morning in the name of Jesus. Jesus from front to back side to side of everybody in this place stand up on your feet with me and we're going to go out of here one last moment of making a declaration of saying God realign us God give us new strategy you need new strategy in your life you need some things to come into order in your life start right here start right now let's ask him let's say God I need you can you just lift your hands and tell him say I need you to realign me today I need you to realign the way I think I need you to realign the way that I live I need you to realign God and bring To my life, we release it in this place. In the name of Jesus, we celebrate your goodness in this house. And as we go into this last moment of worship right here together, can we give the Lord a hand clap and a shout of praise in this place? Come on, turn it He is an awesome God. Thank you for listening to the Life Church Podcast. Join us next week as we continue our current message series. You can stay connected with us via social media. Just search Life Church Hartsel or Life Church Coleman. We hope you have a great week.